Hey folks, you're listening to an episode of Cultural Lenses, a show about life from the perspective of an Indian man who grew up in the Middle East and is now living in Canada. Cultural Lenses is hosted by Nikhil Chodimela, otherwise known as LR11, or more simply, as LR. The theme song of Cultural Lenses was made by good friends of LR, Revelries. You can find them on Spotify and also on Twitter at Revelries Music. And finally, to keep up with LR and all of what he does, make sure you follow him on Twitter at LRThe11, on Instagram at LR11, and on Twitch, where he occasionally streams at twitch.tv LR11. Enjoy the show. Welcome back to another episode of Cultural Lenses. I'm your host, Nick Hill Chodimela, otherwise known as LR11, or more simply known as LR, as you would have learned in the intro, and I repeat myself every damn time. Um, welcome. It's been a while since we've been together, friends, uh, folks who are listening, uh, new listeners, old listeners, friends, loved ones, strangers, people who hate me. Welcome. Um, it's been a while since you've gotten to hear my voice. Um this is Cultural Lenses, as uh, my good friend Glenn would have told you in the intro that I have to this show. It's it's a This is a show about life and culture in North America through the lenses of me, an Indian man who grew up in the Middle East. This is season two, episode eight, and uh, today's episode is going to be an update about where I've been for the last couple of weeks, because I took, not too long ago, I took two months off without really realizing or wanting to uh, it just kind of happened and then the, now I've been dealing with some stuff some pretty life altering things so um I'll 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 long story short this all right I uh was born in India um in 95 we moved to Saudi pretty much soon after I was born um like 10 days after I was born. And then in 97, we moved from Saudi to the United Arab Emirates to a city called Dubai. Um, and then from Dubai, we moved to Abu Dhabi, which is still in the same country, just a different city and the capital of the country. Um, but basically, I spent 17 years in the Middle East. And then at the age of 19, I moved to Canada uh, to pursue my uh, bachelor's degree, initially in computer science, then switched to a design degree after I started failing. Um, and 2020, I graduated. Um, now, how it works for international students. Um, when we apply to come over as a student, part of some of the documents that we need to provide are 
proof that you're coming to study, you know, so a letter of acceptance from the university, um, fill out a bunch of immigration forms, standard run of the mill procedure, like, you know, passport details, your details, family details, you know, what's going on, proof of financial support, who's supporting your studies, have you taken out loans, how much money you have available to you, how much money you have available for your stay. Um, and uh, you need to prove that you're going to leave after you're done with your education, you know, so you have to prove ties to other parts of uh, of the world, wherever you're from. And um, let's assume everything works out for the best. You submit all of those documents, you get that study permit, you come over, you know, you go through your studies, uh, you know, two years, three years, however long they are. When it comes time to renewing a study permit while you're still studying, you just have to show, yeah, this much time is left on my study permit. Uh, this much time uh, you get a letter from the university saying, oh, yeah, um, it's December 2018. Uh, he's probably going to graduate by spring 2020. And they're like, all right, cool. We're going to extend your uh, permit till then. Uh, so standard procedures, right? Uh, and with Canada specifically, uh, we have study permits and work permits. For anybody who's not Canadian, we have study permits and work permits which allow you to do those specific things, right? So a study permit allows you to study, work permit allows you to work, which is different from a Canadian visa, which is what allows you to enter the country. So uh, differing documents. And when you're an international student and when you finish studying, uh, you can apply for something called a postgraduate work permit. This is a once in a lifetime work permit that international students can apply for, meaning that after my bachelor's, when I apply for my postgrad work permit, let's say I get it, um, I work for that duration, and then I decide to go back to school for my master's. When I graduate my with my master's, I cannot apply for a postgrad work permit because I already received one. So that that's one of the ways where like how you proceed to work right after studying is you apply for a postgraduate work permit as a student. That's the easiest path, um, and that's what I did. And that was, so I did that in May 2020, that was rejected in October 2020, and then I applied for it again with the help of some lawyers and making a better case for why I should be accepted um, in November 2020. Now, I got rejected because of a situation that was out of my control, we don't need to go into those details, but it was an unfortunate situation, it was a situation out of my control, but by the book. I violated the terms of the study permit, uh, which is one of the requirements for the postgrad work permit is where you need to keep, you, you can't break any of the of the rules set out by the study permit. And I violated one of those rules. Um, and that's what we tried to explain and in my first application and then the application with the lawyers. That's what I tried to explain. Hey, listen, I'm, I'm aware I broke this rule. Uh, I, I'm fully aware, but here's everything I did to make up for it. Um, here's why it was a situation that was out of my control. Uh, here's some evidence backing that up. Um, please reconsider. And the first time I, my my letter wasn't as articulate or I didn't have a lot of the supporting documents, but the second time I did. Um, but the second time it was a weird process and a weird bunch of different like strategies we had to employ that uh, uh, my lawyers helped with. And... That meant that I had to submit a paper application, which meant it would be processed slower, which mid COVID meant this processing time was going to be doubled. And so it was. And I only found out uh, July 5th that it got rejected, meaning that upon that second rejection, I actually had to leave the country. 
Um, and during COVID, leaving the country is not something I'm I'm wanting to do or comfortable with because uh, the only place I can go is go to is India. And we don't need to get into any of those details right now, but I've 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 spent I came to Canada in August. August 19th, 2014 is when I landed in Toronto. Um I have lived my whole adult life here. I came here when I was 19. I am now 26. Um this country has been the setting for some of the most important and hardest things I've ever had to deal with. Uh, things that have fundamentally changed me as a person, have helped me grow into the person I am. Um, people that I've had the opportunity of meeting through all the, uh, you know, all the gaming that I've been doing and all my involvement in all of these online communities, the friends that I've made, the concerts that I've been to, my first car crash, uh, my first serious relationship. These were all like things that I've experienced here and I've kind of like really grown to like this place. But the but the government doesn't want me. So um it's been it's been tough uh wrapping my head around that and trying to come to terms and deal with things, but also coming up with a plan of action and strategizing and trying to figure out what to do next. The um, it's not as it's not as bad as as I'm making it sound, but you know I'm going through this whole self-reflective period right now, so it is a little bit bittersweet. And as it's dawning, it's it's all kind of dawning on me now. Because um, legally, since November 2020, I haven't been allowed to do anything. I couldn't work, can't study, can't really do anything. Kind of have to deal with things and just wait, sit around and wait for a maybe yes, for a maybe no, for something that I have no idea of, stuck in this weird limbo. And the 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 day I heard, it, it, it sucked. That day sucked because, you know, I didn't want it to end. Like, and uh, this whole thing kind of came crashing down of like the plans that I had built, uh, the things that I wanted to do, the things... Um, you know, in terms of laying down the the fucking foundation for my future or whatever, I had all these plans and all of them just came crashing down in an instant. But, and this is where I'm honestly quite proud of myself and this is where um, I shine. Um, I had a backup. I had a backup. It was not the ideal plan, but it was a, it was a plan. There was a backup. Because world sucks, life sucks, fucking things are always going to, like, go against you sometimes. Not always, but, you know, um, one of my favorite life lessons that I learned while I was doing my motorcycle training was uh, um, motorcycle uh, instructor said, uh, always prepare for the worst. Because when you're prepared for the worst, uh, and when the worst does happen, you're going to get through it. And I prepared for the worst, and I am going back to school. Starting September, I'm going back to school for a more focused diploma um, in web development, uh, which falls in line with my whole uh, design degree because we did a whole bunch of things from animation, video game design, um, audio design, board games, 
interactive art, UX, UI, web dev. This is a focused web dev degree for one year, which will help me get into a master's program that I was already eyeing, a master's of digital design that I was, the plan was to work for a few years and then go for it. Um, and this is kind of speeding up that process. And I just learned that there's no, the, the, the college and then the place that the, the institute, institute that does the masters have a kind of partnership, a soft partnership, but it's not a full on partnership. The diploma plus my existing bachelor's degree will help me, um, in my application for that. But yeah, um, that's what's happening. I'm going back to school and in total, uh, assuming I get through uh, everything, which I will, it's going to be uh, 12 months plus 16 months, so 28 months, um, two months and four, two years and four months, <laughs> um, where the uh, Masters of Digital Media is focused on um, succeeding and working in a digital space, in a, in a digital realm in multidisciplinary groups, which is perfect for me because my thing is communication. I understand enough of the client side. I know how to talk to customers. I enough of the technical side. I understand enough of the uh, design side. And I'm kind of in between those three and communicating between all of them and coordinating people. And that's like, that's my shit. That's my jam. And I'm doing something that will enable me to do that. Um, in a, in a, um, reliable way. Uh, I'll get to build those skills because the master's program has also it also has necessary um internships like it's part of the it's part of the program so I will get to be that project manager person with the help of this because otherwise nobody's going to hire me to be a project manager or assistant um project manager or whatever right out of the gate so this is kind of like my step up into that realm, especially since COVID hit, getting into some of those roles has been a challenge, let me tell you. Um, not that I was allowed to look for work or uh, legally allowed to work, but <clears throat> getting some of those roles, like the, the market's been bad, especially in Canada, because the government is providing uh, grants and subsidiaries to local businesses in, in, in favor of them hiring Canadians or permanent residents, uh, which makes sense. Right. You're a government. You want to protect your citizens first. So I'm not upset about that, but it has made the job market harder for people who are not Canadian. But that's that for anybody, because there's a lot of ignorance and not, uh, you know, not because people are choosing to be ignorant, but Canadians and Americans don't have to deal with all a lot of these things. Especially when you have passports that enable you to travel seamlessly to so many different parts of the world. There's so many Americans, Canadians who don't know um, that for a lot of places in the world, you actually have to apply for visas, you know? Um, like, I'm, there's very, like, I know I could go to Ethiopia with an Indian passport without the need for a visa, but there's very, there's so many places, anywhere that I've ever been to, I've had to apply for a visa. Uh, except Nepal and Bhutan, but that's India, you know, they're close by, good relations, I suppose. But yeah, there's just, there's just a lack of awareness um, through no fault of, you know, the North Americans because they have strong passports. They have no reason to think that they would ever have to deal with any of these things, right? So, yeah, that's 
that's kind of what's been happening and i've been like i've been okay now for like the last week and a half or so um but i've just been busy um i think i mentioned this in the last episode i was reconnecting with an old friend and um i was helping her out through a bunch of really tough shit um but i've also been using this time as an opportunity to reassess my future and rethink um some possible uh, you know long term actions i truly enjoy being here in canada but if for whatever reason that doesn't turn out uh, it doesn't work in my favor um the next place that i'd probably try to succeed or do something in would be in germany cuz my dad lives in germany so i'd be able to try and see if i could have something happen there um because now that's a possibility it wasn't a possibility before because before we weren't we were in so, i was in such a limbo that i didn't even know which way i'd be going now that i know that this rejection has happened and this rejection is on my permanent record for the government i stand a chance of getting rejected more in the future um so if that does continue to happen where do i go next what what's the next step for me because if a place is not going to want me and is going to try and push me out then i have to move find some place else that i could be happy with moving to you know so um <clears throat> that's what i've been doing that's what i've kind of been been thinking about and been processing is what would be the next steps what would be the next logical steps uh to my life because i'm not even concerned so much about my age i am 26 but um and i was having this conversation with somebody i think my i think your life only starts i think people are such a, in such a rush uh, there's this like hustle culture and this culture of just working 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 um and building 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 grinding 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 that um people forget that they have the rest of their lives i i think my life is really going to like kick off in in my 30s so um yeah i've i've been i've been sitting with myself and i've been allowing myself to not feel bad that i've not been recording as much as i enjoyed doing this i needed me more so than you needed this or i needed to do this you know um and i've been allowing myself to not feel bad and giving myself the time to process all of these things and and um come back to this as i'm comfortable because i really enjoy doing this i love doing this i'm so glad i had all the experiences i had with podcasting up until now that enabled me to do cultural lenses um and i still intend to keep it as this this diary this educational piece and i'm actually looking which reminds me uh, a couple of things cultural lenses fucking love it i love you guys for listening we broke i think 2000 plays or 1000 plays or something we broke a stupid number i appreciate you all very much it has been more than a year we miss our one year anniversary but it's been more than a year since um we've been i've been doing this and i've had some great episodes there are some episodes that people keep going back into that people keep picking up so please go and listen to the catalog some of the like a lot of the like a lot of the life update episodes sure chronological order would make sense and give you an idea of where i'm at at different moments in the year and i think this is what i wanted to leave behind some sort of audio legacy audio journal where you can you can experience somebody being vulnerable and open and find something to relate to maybe 
maybe something I've had to say or maybe something I've had to experience helps you out in whatever you're dealing with. Um, but like the cultural appropriation episode is probably one of my top three listen to episodes along with the one about that I did with uh, Hanima, who's a um, sex worker, stripper, comedian. They're they're fucking amazing. Uh, you should go check them out. Uh, go check out that episode where we talk a lot about sex work and how they got into it um and and how they how they've kept up with it um an episode with uh, my friend uh, till that young lad a uh, rapper from new york based in los angeles uh did an episode with uh, that lunkin uh, arabian uh, the uh, chai master from tiktok um who is a youth pastor and we had some really interesting conversations about community and and how you want to make things how to make people feel safe and make things approachable um, I've been very blessed to have the year I've had making the show on my own with the resources I've had because it's not the best produced show, but all I really, and I didn't want any of that. I didn't want, I got the song from my friends, Revelries, High School Buddies, fucking great. Go listen to their uh, new song that they just put out a couple of weeks, uh, last week. Go listen to it. Great song. Um, I didn't want anything super high produced, anything fancy. I still want, like, there's some guests who I really want who are pulling in numbers, but I just want to have conversations with them because I think they could be awesome to talk to. But beyond that, I just wanted you to experience me because all I think I, all I ever want to do is help people. And I like to talk, uh, <laughs> that much is obvious. And if this helps people, uh, which it has, even if it's one person, even if it's two people, how many ever it is, I've had people tell me that some of their thinking or perspectives have changed and it is such an honor and such a privilege that I get to have that moment in somebody's life. Um, yeah, I, I don't know what what much else to say um, about cultural lenses. I've, I'm, I'm grateful um, that people still uh, still keep listening. Uh, I am, you know, I, I've I've said this. I, I've got plans. I've been planning. I've been planning. I've been planning. Some of them have not actually gone through. Some of them have actually attempted. I've reached out, not really heard anything back. Um, but one thing I'm going to start actively trying for is uh, I'm going to start looking for script writers because I do want to do some produced pieces, uh, episodes. Um, and these would be, if I ever do any of these, if this works out, these would be more around um, like historical episodes where, where I'm giving you like fucking hardcore facts. Here's fucking World War II. And I'd want to put some, I'd want to hire somebody to put together a script for me that I could just lend my voice to. And then, you know, I want to do like collaboration partnership episodes like that. I do want to try um, doing some dramatic reading, you know, audiobook style and give you, give you some of that and give you that experience. Uh, I, you, uh, do you notice I, uh, switch my voice down just a little bit to make it more deeper and Im Im impactful. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, thank you very much for listening. As always, I appreciate you all very much. Um, my friend just had a baby. His name is Tyler. His son's name is Vincent. Um, so if uh, Tyler or Amanda, if either of you are listening, I'm very happy the two, the two of you made it through safe. Um, specifically Amanda and Vincent Tyler, you, you are the rock that Amanda needed and you guys are going to make wonderful parents. Um, very excited for me. Such a cute fucking baby. Um, 
yeah, they just, uh, Vincent was uh, officially born yesterday, I think. Uh, I'm recording this July 27th, and it's coming out July 28th. So keeping up with the habits at least. But thank you very much for listening. This was episode eight of season two. This is just a life update of what's been happening this entire goddamn fucking July. Um, I will see you guys at some point in the future. Um, I will not promise um, anything, but what I am actually going to try and do and somebody's going to hold me fucking accountable. I'm going to hold myself accountable. And also I'm going to have it, somebody else uh, help me keep this. I'm going to record a bunch of episodes so I could just start fucking plugging them in. And there's just a constant feed coming through. But I will see you guys next week. Uh, stay safe. Wear a mask. Wash your hands. Tell a loved one you love them. Get the vaccine if you can. Um, if you have doubts uh, against uh, you know getting the vaccine. If vaccines are not your thing, you don't believe in them reach out to me. Let's have a conversation. Um, if you don't want to have a conversation, then I wish you luck. Uh, I truly do. I hope you, I, I trust you're making the right choices for yourself. Um, but I'm always happy to have that conversation. Uh, so you guys take care of yourself. Have a great week. I'll see you guys soon. <laughs>